The Raging Cajuns sweep Coastal Carolina. They'll play Southern Miss for the Sun Belt title. It's Locked On Sun Belt. You are Locked On Sun Belt, your daily podcast on the Sun Belt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Sun Belt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Hopefully you're enjoying this holiday weekend, and I'll be the first to tell you, I was surprised. Uh, the plan was uh, to go to Montgomery if the Cajun had beaten Coastal on Thursday and were playing from the winner's bracket. That did not happen. Beating Texas State for a fifth time was a little bit of a surprise, but I just didn't think, not only did I think they were going to beat Coastal Carolina, I didn't think they were going to beat them twice coastal carolina averages like eight runs a game they scored four in uh the two ball games and now the cajuns get southern miss you know kudos to app state for pulling off a big win over troy and then beating southern miss in the morning first thing in the morning on saturday but southern miss got off to a great start app state ran out of pitching playing their uh what fifth game of the weekend and they just ran out of pitching uh but kudos to the mountaineers for pushing southern miss to an elimination game. So Southern Miss was sitting there waiting, uh, well, for the Cajuns or uh, Coastal Carolina. We kind of jumped ahead of ourselves. So Louisiana's got to take on Coastal twice. And a lot like the softball team did, they fell behind. Coastal jumped on top with a run in the first and then a run in uh, the second inning. And it's not looking pretty good, right? Cooper Rawls is going much better out of the bullpen. He's got like 10 wins out of the bullpen this year. He's among the nation's uh, leaders in victories, uh, but he's not particularly good at starting. Uh, and he gave up three runs on five hits and two and two thirds innings. I think it could have been worse, but he managed to keep it reasonable. And then the bullpen shut Coastal down. Cash, an inning, two base hits, even hit a batter. But nothing doing. Couch, one in a third inning, two base hits, a strikeout, no runs. And then the hero of the night ends up being Blake Marshall. Four innings of shutout baseball, uh, striking out three, walking one, giving up a couple of base hits. Uh, but he closed it off and allowed the Cajuns uh, to come back. Uh, guys that are having, you know, big weekends. Um, Let's see, uh, Kyle DeBar just having a big weekend. Rockefort started to have one. But, you know, John Taylor's having uh, a big one as well. The second baseman who played short for DeBarge while he was out. Now he's moved uh, to second. And he's had a big weekend as well. He got it going in. Um, he got it going, I think, against Texas State in, in game one. Maybe he's game two. Um, but here he reaches on a fielder's choice. And then all of a sudden, you know, Willis had a base hit and you got runners on at first and second. And then you get three base hits, all scoring runs. And it very quickly went from 3 nothing Coastal to 4-3 Cajuns. Will Vion with an RBI single. You had Max Marshock, two-run double, scoring Vion and C.J. Willis. And then Kyle DeBarge with a double, scoring Marshock. And to say that Coastal Carolina was shocked, I think would be an understatement. 
They went from leading 3 nothing to trailing 4-3. And they're going up against Blake Marshall with like, a, I guess, like a 6 ERA. And they weren't able to touch him. Then the Cajuns got the insurance runs that they never got when they played in that Sunday morning ball game. Right? It was like a, first off, it was like scheduled at 1030. And then they moved it back or moved it up even further to 10 a.m. And they had a chance in the eighth. They were up two to one. They probably only needed one insurance run and they didn't get it. And Nick Lucky hits an opposite field home run. Rockefort's home run in the bottom half of the ninth brought back from over the wall. And the Coast lines up winning that ball game in 10, three to two. Here, the Cajuns, two outs, nobody on. Heath Hood with a double. John Taylor with a double. C.J. Willis with a monster home run. Actually, he, he ripped one down the right field line, followed it deep down the line, and then the, the next pitch, it was like up and over. Like one of those, I knew it when I hit it. He kind of walked a little bit and stared at it, which he absolutely deserves. So uh, deserves two. And the Cajuns take game one, seven to three. All right, so now you got to wait for the Coastal App State game. And that one wasn't going to take a while. I didn't realize you could run rule, but they did have a run rule. And Southern Miss run ruled App State. Maybe App State just waved the right wait, waved the white flag and said, "Okay, it's eleven to one. You guys win. We don't want to get anybody else hurt pitching wise." Uh, congratulations! And again, kudos to both teams, Southern Miss for bouncing back. You know they're facing an elimination ball game, which they had an all weekend, and App State, which probably was in their third elimination game. A good job of pushing Southern Miss uh, to the brink, but it was all Southern Miss in that ball game. Now, not only did we get. Uh, Let's see, you know, now who's going to pitch for the Cajuns in game two? All right. Why don't we take a timeout? We'll come back and talk about that. Uh, I do want to let you know, and my goodness, what about the NBA games? Goodness gracious, because this is a great time to be part of FanDuel. Make a fast break. Hold on a second. Make a fast break to FanDuel. As I mean, we got a game seven coming up, and of course, then the NBA finals. Because right now, new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. My goodness, that's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of uh, the NBA. And that was quite the finish on Saturday night between the Heat uh, and the Celtics. Although, I usually don't think two points is a big difference. But the Celtics won and the Heat covered. You know, go figure. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. We do have bad news. We'll get to this a little bit later. Raging Cajun softball got shut out. They got blanked in the Super Regional. That's going to be a tough pill to swallow. But I think in this case, you got to tip your cap to Washington. They they were in in trouble all game long, and the Cajuns just could not get that extra base. A couple hard hit balls, good plays by uh, Washington. All right, back to uh, the baseball. It's locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Uh, all right, so now the Cajuns, who's pitching? All right, uh, in game two, they need to win it. But now Coastal Carolina, all of a sudden, they're into game four, right? They've played two ball games, although they rested Friday. Now they've played one on Saturday. Now they're playing a second game on Saturday. And who do they got to pitch for them? Well, what about the Cajuns? The Cajuns go to Jackson Nazu. Nazu pitched 119 pitches on Wednesday. 
Thursday, Friday. That's two days rest. I'm all, I'm all about, well, his throw day. Well, I guess they're going to wait for him to be, have his throw day on Saturday because that's what he did. Now, you're not expecting him to go very long, but maybe get you off to a good start. And he certainly uh, did that. It should also be noted, oddly enough, the Cajuns were the home team in this. Kind of that odd deal where you switch off every single time, but it's a nice little advantage. Coastal went quietly in the first. Nezu goes uh, a th- goes three innings, 49 pitches, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, one run, I'm on a sack fly, I think. Two base hits and a walk and two strikeouts, and he absolutely gave the Cajuns what uh, they needed. Cajuns got on top in uh, the first inning, I think. That would be um, Carson went deep. Yeah, Rockefort uh, hammered a shot to right field. And it was one nothing. Coastal ties it up in the third, but the Cajuns get the run right back. So Coastal never really enjoyed a lead it, or even a tie game, as far as I'm concerned, in this game. Cajuns come back, and it's, it's a 2-1 ball game. Still need insurance. It's not enough. You still need the insurance. And they got it in uh, the sixth. Here is John Taylor again. An odd single to left field over the left fielder's head. He, I think the left fielder misplayed it. I'm sure it was ruled. It is ruled uh, a base hit, but I think he should have caught it. He sort of started back, stopped, kept on going back. And the ball, the, you know, the ball hit where you could catch it up against the wall or maybe in front of the wall. Nonetheless, both runs score. Hood scores and Brock scores. Taylor misses first base. <laughs> He's got to go back. That ended up not being costly, but it could have been. If C.J. Willis had a single, that would have been another run for the Cajuns. So the Cajuns leading it 4-1, to one, and we told you Nezu went three innings. Well, who comes in behind Jackson Nezu is Blake Marshall, and he does it again. Five and a third innings, two hits, no runs, three walks, Five punch outs. He totally handcuffs the. Uh, he totally handcuffs uh, this potent coastal lineup. Let me see what his numbers are because he's had a really good stretch here lately. But I don't think it was all that great to begin with. Right? I mean, just against coastal. Just against Coastal, what, at nine and a third innings of, of shutout baseball on the same day, nonetheless. <laughs> uh, he's had a good stretch where he hasn't given anything up. That I got to look at the right numbers. Ooh, we're going back a while. He hasn't given anything up since May 9th. Texas State, two-thirds of an inning. Southern Miss, one-third of an inning. Coastal Carolina, two-thirds of an inning. Coastal Carolina, four innings, five innings. So he's gone, uh, let's see here, nine and a third, 10, 10 and a third, uh, 11 innings of scoreless baseball for uh, Blake Marshall. It doesn't have what, it, it's a lot of times it'd be nice to see what his ERA is as it, as it fluctuates up and down. But obviously, you know, I mean, here it's got, think about this, he's only pitched 33 innings this year. The last 11 have been shut out. He's found something that's really impressive. Uh, so good for him. Cajuns uh, go to uh, actually Coastal got something going. They had two on, and I'm sure they had anybody out, if my memory serves. 
in uh, the ninth inning. Yeah. Uh, oh, they had one on. I'm sorry. They had one out. Bodine uh, grounded out to begin the inning. Then Bender walked and Barthol singled. So you had two on and one out. JT Etheridge comes in for Marshall. He gets Brown to line out. And although Barthol stole second, you do. And so now the, uh, well, the time run still at the plate. And Books grounded out to short to end it. And the Cajuns now are going to try and piece together nine innings. They need 27 outs. Uh, they have snuck in, by the way, to 45. I don't know what happened between this morning when we woke up and, and when they were at 46. But now their RPI is 45. I don't know if somebody lost first thing in the morning on the East Coast. But uh, the Cajuns were 46 last night after the game. They are now 45. Kendall Rogers and the guys at D1 Baseball think the Cajuns are in regardless of win or lose today against Southern Miss. I presume their RPI can't fall too much if you're taking on Southern Miss. If you win, then you'll probably be in the top 40 if you win. You're going to be very close to the top 40 um, if you win. They started out, I don't know, I guess they said they started out the week somewhere in the 60s. But they were, I think after the Texas State game, they were 59. Then after the first Coastal Carolina game, they were... 52, and then the second one, 46. So they went up 13 and now 14 spots uh, with two wins. Kendall Rogers and the guys at D1 Baseball think they are in. Guess where they got them going? Back to Baton Rouge. Great. (laughs) And most likely, uh, they are the three seed. Guess who they would have to probably face? Paul Skeens. That's just a guess. All right. Although the way we've seen LSU go, uh, I'm not convinced that they are going to, they would win the first game if you give it up to somebody else, Ty Floyd. Unless he's pitching a full, complete game, I'm not convinced, you know, he can outduel someone's number one, maybe. All right. Is what I would, is what I would uh, guess. We'll see what happens uh, come. The hosts are being announced uh, on Sunday, whereas the, um, the regionals will be announced on a Monday. It's always it's an odd time, like 11 a.m. Central Time on a Memorial Day. But we'll have all that uh, for you. All right, let's take another quick timeout. We'll recap uh, what happened in the softball. It did not go the Cajuns' way. We will uh, do that next as Washington shuts out the uh, Cajuns all weekend long. And the Huskies move on to the College World Series. All right, thanks so much for uh, tuning in to Locked on Sunbelt. Please subscribe uh, on YouTube, like it, share it, put in some comments. Uh, we are continuing to grow, not quite 250 subscribers, but we're getting there. It's a, uh, it's a slow process. Trust the process. So we're seeing some uh, pretty good growth over the last four months. Again, we will get back to football once baseball, uh, and for all intents and purposes, softball is over now. Uh, but we'll still maybe, I guess, have a, a week of baseball left if the Cajuns do make it. Obviously, if they win, we'll follow them. And if they get the at-large berth, we'll follow them uh, as well. But eventually, we'll get around to where are these teams now following spring uh, football. We got one interview lined up with a coach so far. We'll see if we can get uh, some more uh, as uh, as the summer is uh, quickly approaching. All right. And then, I mean, you realize this when the summer hits, which is – technically the middle of June, right? There's only like five weeks until camp starts. So 
Maybe that's why they call it summer camp. But, but should we fall camp? It's fall camp. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, also, remember, not only YouTube, but you want to uh, subscribe on the audio portion of the show as well. Amazon, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, you can find Locked on Sunbelt. We are there. And we do appreciate it. Spread the word. Uh, again, I don't know if we can get to a thousand by football season, but certainly going to try and get, you know, another 250, get 500. And then I think it like exponentially grows over time. So maybe once the college football season starts, or maybe once camp begins at end of July, beginning of August, maybe it'll pick up a lot at that point in time and we can get up to a thousand subscribers. All right. Again, uh, thanks so much for subscribing and Let's do more. It is Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm Dave Schultz. Uh, let's talk Raging Cajun softball. So one of the reasons I feel I probably shouldn't, but I do. I always feel sorry for the Raging Cajuns. They always get the bad break. The call always seems to go against them. Certainly that's the way Raging Cajuns feel. Like softball, they didn't get to host. They had to go to LSU. Well, with Washington, it was not bad breaks. All right. They had a couple of line outs and Washington made some really good defensive plays, but Washington was better. All right. The Cajuns haven't been shut out all year until the regional at LSU. They bounced back and they won twice here. They got shut out the whole time. Someone's going to have to go back and look the last time the raging Cajun softball team didn't score over 12 innings. I did my math wrong because I had, I forgot the, the first game was a run rule. So they only had five innings there, but the second game, they lost, they lost the first game 8-0, and they lost the second game 2-0. Uh, I can't imagine the Cajuns have 12 scoreless innings over the last decade. That would be maybe maybe in a college world series against Oklahoma, and even at that, you know, I just – I don't know. I just remember them scoring some runs. I, I'd be shocked if you could find 12 scoreless innings for the Raging Cajuns offense over the last decade. And the pitchers did well. Um the freshman, Ruby Malin, did better than uh, the pitcher on Saturday. Cajuns has all kinds of shots. They did not have a lack of opportunity. They were like two for 16 with runners in, uh, on base and 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. So they had their shots. Um, they just, Washington made the plays. And then the, the Cajuns needed to keep it one nothing. They Washington actually got a run home on a on a stolen base of home, just not paying attention, I guess. So heads up play by Washington there. Nonetheless, it doesn't change the fact that the Cajuns had a tremendous season. Jerry Glasgow finally wins a regional in Baton Rouge against LSU. Uh, it was a great year. And the thing is they are losing some really good players, <clears throat> right? They are losing some belt player of the year, Carly Heath. They are losing their closer, Kendra Lamb, and they're losing their pitcher, Megan Shorman, who pitched a well of a ball game on Saturday. But that's it. Everybody else, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. Who knows what's going to happen with the transfer portal and the girls who are already, you know, waiting their chance to come in and help uh, this year. So <clears throat> things are looking good for the Raging Cajuns, a softball team. I would be looking forward to them, you know, maybe getting it to the next level. We'll see if they have that. If Sam Landry can develop into that shutdown ace. That's, that's what you're looking for. <clears throat> Someone who can come in throw, you know, six, seven shutout innings when necessary or give up one run or something like that. But you got to gotta find that. That'd be the one thing that they were missing this year. Um, but they were deep. They just couldn't get to the Sunday matchup against uh, Washington. But congratulations to the Raging Cajun softball team. They had a heck of a year. 
All right. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, please enjoy the rest of uh, the weekend. We only have, by the time this gets posted, it'll be an hour before the Cajuns and Southern Miss uh, go at it to see who is in the sun, who's going to win the Sun Belt Championship. Remember, the Cajuns are the defending champs, and this is Southern Miss's first year in uh, the, uh, the Sun Belt. So good uh, rivalry matchup, and it should be uh, an interesting ball game. It'll be interesting to see if Scott Barry actually pitches Tanner Hall. I would be surprised if he does. Uh, I guess I wouldn't be that surprised if he pitches out a little bit, um, but we'll see. I'm sure Tanner Hall wants to pitch. It's it's a matter of, <clears throat> you know, should Barry uh, do that? Um, putting the ace that's going to be, you know, a, a top three-round pick uh, on very short rest. So we shall see how that goes. All right, please enjoy the weekend. We'll have another episode tomorrow, obviously recapping the championship game. And then we may do a special episode on uh, the brackets. Uh, we'll see if we want to wait until Tuesday for that one, as the, the case may be. Everyone have a tremendous holiday weekend. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been listening to and watching Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day.